Hello, welcome to the fifth episode of my podcast, Stories by Verevi. This is, in fact, my 16th time trying to start this episode. I know, what a wonder. But before we deep dive into the topic, I want to tell you a little story. Hence the name of my podcast, Stories by Verevi. Ha, 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 Seven Nation Army. Anyway, one morning I was doing my makeup. What an exciting way to start the day. In the very midst of such a tranquil and almost meditative state, I had a thought pop into my head, or rather a question. How would I describe myself in one word? Thing is, lately, I've been thinking about the first day of school or the first day of college or the first day of work and how it is often a question that is asked acting as an icebreaker. Because thing is, with that question, it truly conveys a lot about how a person perceives themselves to be. So upon internalizing it, I had only one word pop into my head, powerhouse. In that very moment, I realized that I am a powerhouse, an absolute powerhouse. However, harnessing so much power... I'm still powering through, badumts, let's appreciate my joke. I'm still powering through imposter syndrome, perfectionism, and being my own worst critic on the daily. This episode, it's very intimate, it is personal. So, buckle up, we're in for a ride. Interesting stories by interesting people. Stories by Vera V. So to start off, if you are a loyal fan of my podcast, which I myself admittedly am, I listen to every single episode, especially my individual ones. For some reason, I just, I love listening to the sound of my voice, perhaps a little bit too much, but let's not talk about that. It is posted on a Wednesday, which is quite unusual for my podcast because usually all the episodes are aired, <laughs> aired, <laughs> what a professional word, on Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time as I live in California. Yee-haw-ha. But this episode is released. It is launched out into the open in the honor of my recently launched challenge, hashtag powerhouse 31. If you're participating, I'm sending a big hug to you, and I'm super excited to be doing this with you. If you're watching this perhaps after the challenge or you're thinking about participating, please check out my Instagram account at veranothing and see the highlight. All the information is in there. So the thing is about being a powerhouse, it is a journey, and that is why I created the challenge. The first week of the challenge is actually Believe, hence the title, Um, the importance of believing in myself, because truly it is a very, very important thing. Being a powerhouse, or rather believing myself to be a powerhouse, it's not just a thing that occurs. I don't wake up and I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah, like I totally believe in myself now. Like I know I didn't yesterday, but like now I totally do. That's not what happens. It's a journey. It is strenuous. (laughs) It is sometimes challenging, but it is very rewarding. So the thing is, with that specific journey, especially for week one, I've also created a collection um, meant to perfectly accompany my challenge. And the first drop has been released um, some time ago. So please visit my website, www.growingtogether.store and check it out. Thing is, it can also be done outside of the challenge. It's truly, 
I feel like it's a wonderful product I've created. Specifically, the journal, parentheses, seven prompts, colon, all capital, I believe in me. That journal is specifically about believing in yourself and how to get there with specific journal prompts designed for every day of the week that can be revisited and whatnot. So that is one of the reasons. But the second is that I'm tired of waiting. Are you? I'm so sick and I'm simply tired. It is December, all right? It's the end of 2021. 2022 is coming up and I'm starting to see all those videos about how, yeah, like, oh, I'm setting my new year goals. I'm setting my new year resolutions and that's great. But I keep asking myself because I have the urge to do the same thing, (laughs) you know, conformity, peer pressure. But I keep asking myself, why in the world would I wait? Why? If I want to start something, why don't I do it now? And that's the thing with this challenge. It's going to take me to a whole new level, as I'm sure it will you. It's designed to be outside of school because I have not graduated yet. Unfortunately, (laughs) I have 40 at the moment of recording. I'm recording this on a Tuesday. It's posted on a Wednesday. So this is the most recent recording to posting ratio that I think you'll ever get. But I have 43 days to go at the time you're listening to this. 43. I just want to be done with school. And so the challenge is designed to be to go around it, basically. It's like an after-school sort of thing. There's some morning components, but it's designed to be with school is what I'm saying. So back to my original point. I'm tired of waiting. The challenge starts on a Wednesday, and it is for a reason. I know it does start on the first of the month, but that's just because it makes it clean. I like clean things. You know what I mean? You start on the first of December, you finish the challenge on the first of January or, you know, 31st of December or whatever, and you've had a clean month of it. And that's when your lifestyle begins. (laughs) Yeah, deep stuff. It's on a Wednesday. And then I feel like that's so random because who starts things on a Wednesday? I certainly don't. Usually when I put things off, I'm like, yeah, I mean, I'll start on a Monday. Oh, you know, I'll start next month. No. Why don't we start right now? Thing is, for me personally, I procrastinate quite a lot of things. I do. It is, I think it is my top self-destructive behavior. Like I said, this is a very personal episode, so (laughs) I'm going to be sharing quite a bit. I procrastinate so much. I procrastinated this episode for I don't even know how long just because I feel like my personal procrastination ties into perfectionism. And what perfectionism is to me, it's not just like, oh my gosh, I want things to be perfect. It's more of I expect myself to execute things perfectly, which I don't know if it sounds toxic, but it sure is toxic. And sharing this, it's, I feel kind of not weird necessarily. I'm just not used to pouring my soul out like this. You know what I'm saying? But because of perfectionism, I tend to procrastinate quite a bit with so many things. It is honestly a little bit concerning. Like, I'll give you an example. For this challenge, as I mentioned prior, I created a collection. It consists of three items, one of which we already covered, the journal, um, parentheses, seven prompts, parentheses ends, colon, I believe in me, capital. That's one of them. That's a journal focused on believing in myself and how to get there. Second is the gratitude journal. And the story behind that one is that I did it, I think, 24 hours before it was released. Now, it did take me, I think, six or seven of them. It took a second, but I procrastinated and I put it off until I couldn't anymore. Because with me, it's a project, right? I mean, everything I do is a project. And with those collection items, especially, they're super important to me. They 
were and they have been for I think the past two months or one and a half months when I got the idea for this challenge and that's when I started developing it. I think actually it's been two months, two months in the works. I know, but I did them, I think a week before they were supposed to launch when I've had two months. And that's because for me in my brain, and it's a thought I have to really work through. It's like, oh, it's not going to be perfect. Why should I start anyway? And it sucks. Let me tell you, it absolutely sucks. Because, you know, I feel like with me, I consider myself to be an intuitive person. I have very good intuition. And so when I have the intuition to do something like this challenge, I know it's the right thing for me. I don't know how to explain it. It just clicks. But as soon as that thought comes into my head, oh, it's not going to be perfect. Why should I do it anyway? I start doubting myself. I believe in myself 100%. However, I'm not always at 100%. You know what I'm saying? So that's what the doubting ties into. And so for this challenge, I've been putting it off for the longest time. I I kind of have with creating things for it. I mean, I'm still not 100% on top of it, if I'm being honest. Just because of that thought, well, if it's not perfect, why should I start anyway? And if that thought doesn't stop me, which most of the time it does not, it definitely slows me down. Because thing is, I'm not perfect. <laughs> I'm human. <laughs> I was not, what's the quote? I was not made to be perfect. I was made to be real. So I 100% stand by that. But that thought does slow me down. I mean, I think had I not had it, um, well, I, per- I wouldn't be the same person that I am now because perfectionism is a big part of who I am. It's, it just is. It's like a character trait. Um, there are some good aspects to it. I'll talk about them. <laughs> but right now I'm just talking about the more negative ones. But I think if I didn't have that thought, I would have been finished with a lot more things at this point. So that's why I hesitate sometimes. With the collection, I'm very nervous about it because thing is I can create it and I can pour my heart and soul into it, which I did, and so much time and effort and thought really just thought upon thought upon thought, but it's like, oh, but how is it going to be perceived? You know, and that doesn't bother me too much, but it's, it's a product that I'm offering. So, I mean, obviously it's something that I think about. And so that actually ties into, um, well, yeah, the third product of the collection, which are affirmation cards. And in times like these affirmations really do help me. What inspired me to create affirmation cards is, well, this is kind of random, but on a 4th of July of 2017, I think, it's a day that I did not like myself. And that is very honest and it is very blunt, um, but I, I just didn't. For that time period, I think it was a while back, but I was so young. Like, I can't believe that that was in my head while I was that young. But I, I just didn't like myself. More specifically, I didn't like the way I looked and I didn't like my body. I don't know why. But that specific day, I just couldn't even look at myself in the mirror. Honestly, I couldn't pass a mirror without crying. That whole day I spent bawling my eyes out because I, the moment, I felt like I hated myself. And that is truly so heartbreaking and unexpected to think back to the mindset that I was back in. You know, whereas now, I mean, I have days where I don't like myself, but it's not really a day. It's more like a moment (laughs) and it definitely passes by. But thing is, what helped me get out of that funk are affirmations. I didn't believe myself to be beautiful for quite some time. So I just kept repeating, I am beautiful. I would look myself right in the eye 
through the mirror because I'm not sure how I could look myself right in the eye. Not even if I cross my eyes because my nose kind of runs it. But I just kept repeating over and over, I'm beautiful, I'm beautiful, until I heard myself. Until I really, truly heard myself. So for that collection item, it is focused on believing in myself, obviously. And so those are my favorite and I believe most effective affirmations to do so. One of them being, I am a powerhouse. So, yeah. So moving on. What's been happening with me recently? That's a good question. So if you follow my Instagram, if you watch my stories, you might know this. Singing. Oh my gosh. (laughs) That ties into imposter syndrome very directly. So with singing, what I'm working on right now is developing and strengthening my mixed voice. Thing is, I started singing. I want to be a singer-songwriter, performer, and musician in full, but singer-songwriter for short. That is what I'm going to do as soon as I graduate high school. I think I'm going to release a song. Don't tell anybody. I know it says that I'm going to release my first song by March 26, 2022. However, I think it might be a little bit earlier, but this is just between you and I, okay? I'm I'm not announcing anything until I've fully hustled my way through that step, all right? But just between you and I, be on the lookout. I'm so excited. Anyway. So with singing, I started when I was, I think, eight or nine years old. My earliest memory of singing is putting up concerts in Russia, because that's where I'm from, with my sisters. And it, it was such a fun time. Honestly, I loved those concerts so much. It was like for our parents, for our family, friends and whatnot. And so we would sing there all together. But my most vivid, I guess, memory of singing is when I would come home from school in Russia um, and I would just, you know, be dropped off at the house. <laughs> Not dropped off. My dad would come into the house with me because we lived there at the time. But anyway, I would just be in the house and I would pretend to do operatic singing. So I'd be like, oh, <laughs> sorry. If you're an opera singer, um, I, I don't know how to do that. I really respect you 100%. Please reach out to me. I'd love to record a podcast episode with you. There's so much I want to know about operatic singing. But point is, I would just try to like imitate the sounds or whatever. And it was for fun. I genuinely was not mocking anything. I was just trying to I was just trying to sound as beautiful as opera singer sound because oh my goodness, I could listen to it forever and ever and ever and just be amazed at the wonders of the human voice. But anyway, I remember that I think my sisters yeah, it was definitely my sisters. <laughs> they would say that when I sung it when I sang, it sounded like animal noises. <laughs> out of anything animal noises and I think that's when I've kind of lost my confidence in singing and thing is it sounds so brutal but truly it's not because if if you have siblings you know when you grow up in a family you tease each other all the time sometimes to um an interesting extent so that's what happens and it's fine it's no hard feelings honestly but I haven't had too much confidence in my singing and it is still a thing I deal with now, obviously so much later, but I, I still don't fully believe myself to be a good singer. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, I'll talk about that in a second, but I formally started, I guess, singing, you could say. I started taking lessons when we moved to the U.S. and my mom told my younger sister and I like, oh, choose an instrument. Like, I, I think you guys should do music and stuff, um, <laughs> music and stuff. So I chose voice because I've always wanted to learn how to sing because I feel like it's such a cool thing, truly. And I took my first lesson when I was nine, I think. But thing is, my teacher did not know anything about technique. And so I went, I've been singing from nine to now. I'm 17 now. But I feel like up until I was, 
like 14, none of that time really counted because my technique was so bad. If you know anything about singing, my larynx was absolutely all over the place. And when you sing, it's supposed to be more or less stable. I knew nothing about support. I literally started learning about support this summer. Is that not crazy? Because nobody told me. And thing is, when you go to a teacher, especially when you're young, you just expect them to give you all this knowledge, right? But then they just misinform you. (laughs) And you're like, okay. Um, Yeah, so my voice, at 13, I began practicing with my last, last teacher. I've had quite a lot of vocal teachers. I honestly went through them like a pair of gloves because as soon as I stopped feeling like it was being productive to me, I just absolutely changed because thing is, life's too short, honestly. If you don't feel like someone's providing you with valuable information, especially when you're paying them, quit it. Walk out. Yay, ha. But yeah. So um, at 13, I started working with this one teacher. And she, I think she, she's not a performer. So she's a very theoretical teacher. But I mean, she knew how to sing. Her Both of her parents were, um, what are they called? vocal teachers, but she she was really against belting. Like she was very traditional, if you will, like traditional church singing, if you think about that. And so that's when I started fixing my larynx um, and my issue with it, because at the time it was so bad when I was singing, I couldn't hit any of the notes. So imagine how devastating it was for me. And I'm not trying to, this sound like, I was like, oh yeah, I feel pitiful for me. No, no, no. Just put myself, just put yourself in my shoes back then. Because I think about that all the time and it just makes me so sad. How at 13, I had this dream of being a singer, songwriter, you know, of being a great singer. And my technique, which is something that back then was out of my control, because I literally didn't know how to do anything correctly, was so bad that I could not hit any of the right notes. So as you can imagine, my confidence in singing, my belief in myself with my aspirations was, I mean, lack thereof, you know, it was just not there because I truly myself believe myself to be so bad, so bad. And the thing is, I've come such a long way and I'm so proud of myself. But back then, sheesh. So that's when I started working on it. I still didn't know anything about support. I don't know why nobody told me, literally. But I I mean, I guess I should have done my research, but I just never thought to. Because when you're, once again, when you're paying a person, you just expect them to give you all the answers or at least the basics, you know, or just, I mean, anybody, literally anybody could have just told me like, oh, hey, Vera, by the way, look into diaphragmatic breathing and maybe supporting your sound. But nobody did. (laughs) Nobody did. So that's 13 is when I started. And then, I mean, I worked with her for a while, but then I want to be a singer songwriter. Like I want to explore sounds. I don't just want to do traditional, almost classical singing, you know, but I'm not... I'm not really classically trained. I don't know how I'm trained, honestly. <laughs> the way that I sing now, I'm a little bit confused about that myself. But anyway, um, this summer I stayed, started taking online singing lessons. I think the first one I took was in June. And that's because I had a goal. I wanted to learn how to belt. And thing is, I'm still learning about it all the time. I'm watching a lot of YouTube videos at the moment, doing my research. YouTube is a great platform, BT dubs. I feel like it is so underrated. There's so much helpful information on there. But regarding belting, I was like, oh my gosh, who should I go to? And belting is most commonly utilized in musical theater. And thing is, quite frankly, I don't like musical theater. I 100% respect it, the institution, I guess, itself and all the performers. I think it is truly an art form. It is. And it's so interesting how one could write a musical because it combines so many things. So I love it from an outsider perspective, but I don't like musicals. I don't really like that type of singing, which is ironic, but I view voice as an instrument. And as a singer songwriter, I want to be able to utilize my instrument in so many different ways. 
I have a lot of directions I want to go into, you know, when I'm songwriting. Because I feel like the more you can, the more you do, the more you can do. You know what I'm saying? So that's a technique that I wanted to learn, belting. Because, I mean, I feel like you hear it everywhere, literally everywhere. Everybody knows how to do it, you know. And so I just kind of felt like maybe I should learn too. But at the time, I wasn't really confident in myself that I could do it. Because I've tried it prior and I didn't know about supporting myself and supporting my sound. So obviously it sounded terrible. It didn't feel good either. It was all, it was just vocal pressure. It was all up on my voice. I wasn't supporting the sound with my entire body. You know what I'm saying? So that was a bad experience. And I just, honestly, I quit wanting to try that for quite some time. I just kind of, in my head, I was just like, yeah, maybe, maybe this is not something that I'm ever going to get to learn in my lifetime. But this summer I started. And I fully committed to this, um, well, actually, maybe two weeks ago, or a week ago, actually. <laughs> yeah. Because the thing is, those thoughts, okay, everything happens for a reason. That's what I believe. And I think everything happens in its own time. You know, everything happens at the right time. And that may perhaps be later. So I guess it's a good thing that I'm learning it now because I feel like now I'm fully ready. And maybe a year ago, I would not have been. But I've been trying to belt since a year ago. But like I said, it was a bad experience. So now it's it's happening. It's happening. I'm I'm just starting. And thing is, with perfectionism and being my own worst critic, one thing that I really do want to work on is being patient with myself. Because I feel like oftentimes I'm not. With perfectionism, as I've stated prior, I really do expect the best out of myself right away. And I don't even notice it. It's not like I'm, I'm starting singing, starting a completely brand new skill that my voice is not used to. My vocal cords are not used to. My body's not used to, to supporting the sound this avidly. It's not like I'm like, oh yeah, you know, maybe I should expect myself to be the best. No, I just do it. It's, it's like a, it's almost, it's like my nature. That's what it feels like. It's an instinctual belief that I don't doubt for a second. It's just the expectation I have, like, yeah, yeah, I want to be the best at this. Yes, I want to sound like Adele. Which, I mean, <laughs> shoddy, Adele, <laughs> how many years has she been singing? You know what I'm saying? Yes, I want to sound like Beyonce. Why don't I sound like Beyonce? And then that's when I get up on my head and I start criticizing myself over literally starting to learn a skill for one week. And I've made so much progress over one week. It is incredible. I documented all my Snapchat stories. Um, I don't have Snapchat, so do not try to add me. You will not find me. My username is quite interesting. <laughs> you just There's just no way. Um, it's not linked anywhere. I don't use it. But what I do use it is for Snapchat memories because I sing and I, I save it there and I can look back on myself in a year. Um, because <laughs> those um, year ago, I started belting, right? And all those memories are coming up when I'm like, oh my gosh, this sounds so awkward. Like I can't, I can't even do it. So in the position that I'm currently in, um, let's talk about the emotional breakdown or yeah, emotional breakdown that I had. Oh my goodness. I was in hysterics. So that was, uh, several days ago. And like I said, I'm just starting to learn a new skill literally several days into it. And I'm doing it with the song shallow by Lady Gaga. And so obviously, obviously, <laughs> obviously I expect to sound like Lady Gaga, even though I just started learning how to belt. I don't even know how to mix. You know what I'm saying? It just, it's all very new. It's a little bit confusing. I'm getting into it. And internally, I'm just like, why am I not sounding like Lady Gaga? <laughs> like, why am I not? So, oh my goodness, that was such a time. And I just had my lesson. And obviously, because I was so tense before my lesson, because I was not, first of all, I was not properly warmed up. 
But second of all, I just, I was not a good confidence day for me. I was kind of low on confidence. I didn't believe I could do it. My whole body tensed up. I just didn't sound good. But thing is, with what I'm learning right now, what's important is not the way it sounds right now, but the way it feels. It has to feel right. It will sound good later on, you know? I, I just started a week ago. Like, why did I expect that on myself? But anyway, so I have my lesson. I sound terrible in it. Absolutely terrible. Like, it goes super badly. And I tell my teacher, I'm like, you know, in practice, like, it's better, I swear. I, I could do those things in practice that I cannot do right now the lesson and I recorded myself <laughs> during it just to see and oh my goodness my eyes they were not welling up with tears but it did look like I was crying because I was so because my body tensed up obviously when I was singing in my lesson it was not good it was not a free sound it just it was not it as the kids would say and because of the expectations I have almost subconsciously placed on myself I was in hysterics after. I broke down crying. I could not stop for, I don't know how long. Um, but when I cried, pro tip is, especially if you're content creator, film it. Film it aesthetically. Because first of all, it gets your mind off of things. But second of all, it's good footage. Sharing emotions is honestly a truly wonderful thing. And so as I'm crying, I realize that there's no way I can stop unless I go talk to someone. So I go into my mom's room. <laughs> you guys know that TikTok sound? Hey 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 you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah. that's how i was i was like hey except just hey i was like hey and then just started crying just bawling and we talked and thing is back to confidence with singing i have little at the moment as well even though it's a situation i work through very little confidence with singing i I mean, I guess I could sing in public but it's it's been a while the first and last open mic i did was before it was january 2020 so yeah it's been a second it's been oh my goodness almost two years so like i said internally i'm still gaining confidence with singing specifically do i believe myself in my ambitions yes but i don't believe myself to be a good singer yet and it's something i'm investing into myself every single day um i'll talk about it in a second but I go into my mom's room and I'm bawling. She's like, okay, what? Well, let's talk about it. And my mom is a psychologist, which really helps because the way she formulates things. But okay, here's how it works. I bawl to my mom and I like say stuff that bother me. <laughs> that specific issue, that's what I did. And then she just repeats it back to me. And magically, I realize how dumb that sounds. And so what we came to, what I've literally been saying this whole time is, I was concerned about my family hearing me because like I said, when I was younger, like, oh, that sounds like animal noises. That really stuck with me. That did. Words, yeah, they can be very impactful. But the thing is, that's on me. That's something I got to work through. But anyway, I was concerned about my family hearing me because if you have ever heard belting, it's loud. It's it's very loud. It's not always a pleasant sound, especially when you're just learning it like I am. And so I just didn't want my family to hear me and, I want to, and I'm working on the song Shallow and it's supposed to sound good, but it doesn't and it's loud and I can't hide from it because in Southern California, I don't know for what reason, but for some reason, houses are literally made of cardboard, it seems like, because they're so thin. I'm sure when I sing, the neighbors can hear me, the family can hear me, you know, and everything was fine until one day my sister, I was doing, I was singing Adele's um, Someone Like You and I did a run I didn't even know I did it. <laughs> I don't know. And then my sister, I think she was walking by my room and she was like, oh, that sounds good. 
And that's what, when my wall was shattered. Because at that point, I w- had deluded myself into thinking that nobody was listening to me. And it turned out that everybody could hear me, in fact. Not that they were listening. Because like I said, nobody really cares. But in my mind, I was like, oh my God, oh my goodness, nobody, everybody's listening. Like, what do I do? It was almost in panic mode. And so that was absolutely dreadful to me. And after that incident, which was honestly not too long ago before my emotional adventure um that resulted in lots of crying and basically hysterics um yeah <laughs> yay what was i saying oh yeah <laughs> so that that's when i kind of started feeling like everybody was listening all the time so I, I couldn't even practice belting the way that i know i needed to so once again that slowed me down but it's fine it is what it is So I'm in my mom's room and I'm telling her this, that I feel like everybody can hear me and I absolutely hate it if I could sing in an, in a, you know, the most silent room in the world. If I could sing in that, I would be more than happy to, you know what I'm saying? That's what I told her. And I don't know how she deciphered what I was trying to say because I was in tears, tears, snot, everything. It was interesting, very emotional, very emotional. And so she said, so what you're trying to say is that people, meaning, you know, family, are judging you for working on a song, working on a song because it is imperfect for not being perfect. That sounds so stupid. Because when you're working on a song, it is a given that is not perfect. You know what I'm saying? So that gave me a fresh perspective. And then she was like, listen, I'm in my room. I'm doing my work. Your dad's downstairs. He's working. Your sister's in her room. Like she's, I don't know what she's doing, but she's not listening. Nobody cares, you know? And I feel like it's a very important thing to realize, even in life, if we're getting philosophical, that sometimes I go out in public and I just get really nervous. I don't know why, but I I just feel like everybody's staring at me. And I like attention, but sometimes I'm just, I'm just like, no, you know, and I feel like everybody's staring at me and it makes me feel uncomfortable. But thing is, if you really notice things, nobody really cares. Sure. People might look for like a second, but even if they judge, let's say I'm wearing, I don't know, jeans and somebody's like, oh my gosh, these jeans look literally so ugly. They don't say it out loud, but even if they did, they're just projecting their own insecurities. That's a very important thing to realize. But thing is with me, I don't really care much for judgment except if it's coming from my family and my family doesn't judge (laughs) it's not like that but I have a fear of judgment and I'll be open about it I do I always expect judgment and I don't take criticism well so now you know pretty much everything about me this is quite a bonding experience so yeah after I worked through that situation even now though I'm in my room practicing and that's what I've been doing the whole time when I started belting I take two large pillows from my mom's room. Uh, I'm just trying to be considerate, honestly. And I place them straight to the door. Thing is, the layout is there are two doors. Like there's one um, which I exit my room out of, but there's also a door that connects my room to the room that's between my parents. And it's a very tiny room. Like it's a more of a one meter, one square meter storage space. You know what I'm saying? So that's how it works. And so I place... Um, two pillows so that they cover all doors and after that conversation obviously it helped because it put things into perspective but then I started singing and I was like oh my goodness like I can still hear myself too well so what I do now is I turn on rain noises um three hours of gentle rain rain sounds it's open right now because I'm, I'm gonna practice today obviously 
And I just play it loudly. Um, and then that's what I bet. Because then it puts like a nice atmosphere to it. Like, oh, it's raining. And when thing when it rains, it's always a good day. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. And also, it just doesn't allow me to hear anything downstairs. And then I have a feeling that nobody's listening. So, um, as evident by the conversation we just had, confidence in singing is still something I need to work on. And I am. And I take it day by day you know, song by song, <laughs> practice session by practice session. But thing is with confidence and why it's so important to believe in myself, to believe that I'm a good singer and how I can do that is I think what I've found in my life is I would not be where I am right now had I not believed in myself. Like I said, I procrastinate a lot. I have the urge to quit things. And if you don't believe that in the past, I mean, today, you know what I wanted to quit? I wanted to quit my challenge. Like I just wanted to not do it. I've been wanting to quit this podcast, not because I don't love it because I absolutely do, but it's more of a perfectionist thing that I told you about. I have the urge to quit many, 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 many things all the time. Sometimes I just want to quit the piano. I know I won't do it for real, but I want to quit. Um, singing, I want to quit sometimes. I know I don't want to do it for real, but I want to quit. Same with the podcast, same with my collection. I'm also going to make, I have to start making drop two because it, it should be released on Monday. So I want to quit that as well. I just want to not make it because, you know, if it's not going to be perfect, what's the point anyway? Dumb. Stupid. I know. I know. So with singing, it's the same thing. But every day I push myself to sing and to practice anyway. And I don't care if it sounds bad. I don't care how it sounds to my family. I don't care how it sounds to my neighbors. I don't care how it sounds to me. I will not stop unless I reach my result. And my result is, it's very specific, I want to learn how to build. But thing is, a quote that kind of gets me through this is, I think I'm paraphrasing, but it is something along the lines of, every master was once a beginner as well. Let that sink in. Any and every person who has mastered a skill once started it too. And thing is, I feel like in our current society especially, there's such pressures to start things young. So right now I'm thinking, just an example of Olivia Rodrigo, and she's absolutely amazing. I love her. Her recent album is so interesting. It combines a lot of things. I love the genre of it. I feel like it's so bobby. Like, it's it's very catchy. Pop queen. I think she also won the American Music Award or something. So congratulations. She's wonderful. But I'm thinking about her. She can belt so well. And she's my age. I mean, she's 18, but I'm going to be 18 soon, you know? And I can't do that yet. And thing is, she's been singing for a while. If you watch her at 11 years old, she's astounding. Or even at nine, I don't remember which one it was. But you know what video I'm talking about. She's belting her heart out. That's because she started young. She started belting young, thus she's good at belting now. I started belting a week ago. So I'm not good at belting now yet, but I will be because I'm willing to put in that work. I'm willing to put in that sweat. I'm willing and I am putting in that work. Yay ha! <laughs> so many yeehaws today. Actually, I think this is my second one. So with believing in myself, what I think it really comes down to is investing into myself. It really does. So with the collection, tying it back to my store, um, if you go on the shop page, which by the way, I created the whole website. Nobody else has laid a hand on it. It's literally all me, which I'm proud of myself for. But if you go into the shop section, it says investing into ourselves together. That's the whole concept of investing, investing into myself. It is so important, whether it be with time, which is actually the most valuable resource. And the thing is, it's like, 
If you ask a person, would they rather have 60 minutes or $60? I guarantee you they will choose $60, which is weird, right? But it's so common to us. It's a capitalistic society, you know, $60. Like, yeah, sure. But 60 minutes, you won't even feel it, you know, but $60 you will because you can buy yourself something and buy yourself something pretty. But the difference is that time is a finite resource. I don't know how much time I have. And it, it sounds a little bit depressing, you know, but I genuinely don't know how much time I have before my life is over. It could be tomorrow. Perhaps this podcast, this is dreadful, but I'm not thinking about it like that. Um, perhaps this podcast episode is not even going to be released because perhaps maybe I just have three hours and four minutes. I don't know that. Or maybe I am going to live to 112 years old. Or maybe I'm going to live to 111 years old, which is actually something I want to do because 111 is an angel number. Um, so it just looks cool. <laughs> like, wouldn't that be great to just live to 111 years old? I think it would be. So that's a goal I guess I have. That'd be great. So with time, it's a finite resource. I don't know how much of it I have. I have only 24 hours in a day. Not a second over. 24 hours in a day. And I got to maximize it, you know? And so with investing into myself, the easiest thing I can invest is money, which I know money is important. I'm not going to deny that. And with the whole quote, money doesn't buy happiness, to some extent it does. Because I feel like people who say money doesn't buy happiness, they have money to support their living. It's the Maslow's pyramid of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. If you are curious, look that up. First always comes the basic needs. And if you don't have them, you can't really self-realize, you know? Self-realization, it's at the very top of the pyramid, which is where I'm at. I get to self-realize and I'm so incredibly grateful for that. I've talked about it in my first podcast episode. I'm so grateful to be in a place where I, I live comfortably. I grew up comfortably. I'm growing up comfortably and I get to pursue my goals and my dreams. And I get to think about how, hmm, how can I start believing myself a little bit more in singing instead of looking for my next meal? I fully recognize that. And there's not a second that goes by where I'm not 100% grateful for it, which is where the gratitude journal ties in. Some days are hard and sometimes I'm not 100% grateful for things in my life, especially like hard situations that I perceive to be hard. Um, but staying grateful is very important, which I think if that's something you're working through as well, the gratitude journal may help with. Where was I? I was saying, um, my goodness, I lost my track of thought. Give me a second. I think I was talking about, um, self-realization. <laughs> yeah. So with that time is truly the easiest thing that I can invest because with time, it's like, it's the easiest, but it's the most valuable. We're so eager to give three hours of our time to a digital box that is our phone. Uh, scrolling mindlessly, content of absolutely no use. We can't easily do that. Because right now I can, for myself, I can guarantee if I go and I start scrolling on Instagram Reels, even though I'm bored, even though I'm just like, oh my gosh, maybe I should do something. I just can't seem to stop sometimes and I do it. And I continued to do it. And then I realized two hours have passed by. But then I'm like, um, yeah, you know, whatever. Maybe I'll, I'll, won't do mindless scrolling tomorrow. That's the concept of waiting. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. I'm sick of it. But with money, it's so much easier to invest money than it is to invest time. Because money, it's a resource that's not finite. You know, it's good to have money. But the thing is, with investing... That's, I feel like investing into myself grows my confidence. 
It really does. It's like when I was on the 4th of July, when I really just absolutely did not like myself, I felt like I hated myself. After that, I started focusing on the way I felt during exercise. Investing sweat, energy, work, effort into getting better at whatever I was doing, running, going to the gym, lifting, I don't know, playing tennis, getting better at those things. I was not playing tennis at the time, nor was I going to the gym. I don't know. But just investing into that. And that's what grew my confidence. So same thing here. The concept of investing, it's very interesting. But I feel like the most valuable resource you can invest into is you. Nothing is free in life. It may seem like it is, but it's not. When you're Instagram, you're investing your time. When you're buying a journal that's focused on believing in yourself, you're investing money and you're also investing energy to complete it. But there's so many rewards to it. So visit my store, www.goingtogether.store and check out the collection. And I think that's where I'm going to end it. Um, I know it's been a little bit lengthier than usual, and I didn't really touch on imposter syndrome yet, um, but I feel like <laughs> if you just listen to this, I feel like you could tell the moments that I was in, but also in my podcast. Like, I talk to such amazing people, such amazing, hardworking individuals. Um, a couple of days ago, I recorded with um, a pianist composer. So he's primarily a pianist, but he's also a composer. We were talking, whatever, and I'm into music, but he's into classical music and that is way different. So when he was talking about composers and pieces, I was just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm not well informed on that. I have not done my research enough on that. And I, just, I wouldn't even know where to begin, you know? So yeah, in those moments I was just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and thing is, it's that it's, oh my goodness, it's also a person going into music. And here am I going into music, not knowing a single thing that he was talking about. Well, actually, that's not true. That's um, devaluing myself and my knowledge. I knew what he was talking about, but I was just not as well-versed in it as he was. And then he was like, oh yeah, so last summer, B2Dubs, I just didn't like where I was in my last term because he's British. Um, I'm pretty sure nobody in America says term, which is cool. Like, I want to start saying term. Um, He was like, yeah, so I didn't like where I was um, in my last term. So in the summer and following that, I practiced at least eight hours a day for three months straight. At that, I internally shuddered (laughs) eight hours a day for three months straight. And then I looked at myself and I was like, hmm, yeah, he practiced eight hours a day for three months straight. Why didn't you do that? Which is kind of like, I feel like parents do that sometimes like, oh yeah, look at your friend. She's doing all that. Why are you not doing that? And it's so dumb. Why am I doing this to myself? You know what I'm saying? Why am I doing this to myself? But thing is, we're different people. And I think I shared that. And obviously that is motivational and that is inspirational to me. But I just changed the way I perceived it. Because first, I after I recorded the episode, obviously I felt absolutely elated after I do with each guest episode because I genuinely enjoy talking to those individuals so much. All the questions I ask, they're not written down. They're very much in the moment. It's a conversation, you know? And it's just things that I genuinely want to know. So with that, I came out of a feeling such a high of and a boost of motivation to work harder, but also I feel absolutely dumb. I feel like an absolute imposter. When I do guest episodes with some people, I just come out of it. I'm like, what am I doing with my life? You know, why am I not working hard enough? And to an extent that is good because it motivates me to work harder. But there's also a toxic side of it, um, which I do work through. 
With imposter syndrome, though, this is, I think, my last idea because this is a lengthy episode. I didn't expect it to be this way. Usually my episodes are quite shorter, but for this one, with imposter syndrome, I think of it this way. Comparison is a disease, as Asha said, and I 100% agree. However, it is sometimes good to put things into perspective. So let's start. Could everybody have a podcast? Sure. Could everybody record a podcast and release it two times a week, which is something I want to start doing. It's a goal I have. I'm probably going to start from next week if you're listening to this real time. Um, well, not all, but some. Sure. Okay. Could everybody have a podcast? Could everybody develop a monthly challenge? Could everybody simultaneously create a whole collection? Separate it into drops, but still. Whilst practicing piano and singing every single day, whilst going to school and being a straight-A student, whilst doing so many other things, like working out on the daily and doing this and doing that and reading, which is all the things that I do. And I can't even think of everything because I do quite a lot on my day. Could everybody do that at one time, all the time, whilst documenting that on social media every single day without a break, creating engaging and I find meaningful content? Could everybody and just anybody do that? No, no, they could not. And that's what makes me unique. And that's not to say that I feel superior in any way. No, but sometimes when I devalue myself and all I've accomplished, that's what helps me get back on track. Not everybody could do what I do, but it's the same thing. I probably could not do what you do just because we're different people and we do different things. So feeling like an imposter, I feel like it's part of life, but it's also, it's putting yourself like a step below the person you're talking to or the person you're thinking about, which I don't think is necessarily it, you know? I wish I could have a growth mindset 100% of the time and just look at any and every person and find them inspirational and just draw that from them. But unfortunately, that's not the case. Some people I'm jealous of, some people I'm envious of in the moment. I work through it, but that doesn't mean I'm not. And thing is with envy, it's it's not bad. When I'm envious of somebody, like I'm, okay, this is going to sound a little bit weird, but um, it's like those musical, especially guests that I have on my podcast. You haven't listened to every one that I've recorded with. So I'm a little bit, I'm not sure what the right word is. I'm not sure about the difference between jealousy or envy, but you know what I'm saying? I look at them and I'm like, oh my goodness, I wish I could play the way that they play. And that's not necessarily bad because I realized that with work, I could, I could, but is that my goal? Why do I have this expectation for myself to be absolutely perfect in everything I do when that's not even my goal? I want to be the best that I can be. So that being said, being a powerhouse, it's not a linear thing. It's a journey and it takes time and it takes effort and it takes energy into it. But that's why I created the challenge and that's why I created the collection and that's why I recorded this episode. Thank you so much for listening. I feel like this was so deeply personal. I feel like I've shared quite a lot. If you have anything to share, please feel free to do so. Um, DM me anytime. My DMs are always open. I'd love to talk with you because I feel like I've, honestly, I have the most interesting conversations with you ever. And it's also the funniest because you are the funniest person I know, I swear. Like some things I see in my requested, I wake up and I'm just laughing. What a great way to start my day. My voice is tired. I'm going to go sing right now. Uh, but eat dinner first because I'm obviously hungry. But anyway, I'm so excited for the challenge. I'm just so excited for life. And despite being a powerhouse, there's still things I'm powering through. If you didn't appreciate my joke the first time, feel free to laugh now. <laughs>